Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We return today to Matthew chapter 19, moving on to verses 23 through 30. On our previous study, taken from verses 16 through 22, we saw a wealthy young man asking Jesus what he must do to gain eternal life. Jesus answered him, Sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. At this, the young man went away, for he was very wealthy. Now, here in today's verses, Jesus explains to his disciples how difficult it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Here now are verses 23-30, through 30, and Matthew writes as follows. Then Jesus said to his disciples, It is almost impossible for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. I say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. This remark confounded his disciples. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, no one. But with God, everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, We left everything to follow you. What will we get out of it? And Jesus replied, When I, the Messiah, shall sit upon my glorious throne in the kingdom, you, my disciples, shall certainly sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And anyone who gives up his home, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, or property to follow me, shall receive a hundred times as much in return, and shall have eternal life. But many who are first now will be last then, and some who are last now will be first then. Footprints 
Many people think that they must do something to gain salvation. If they are good enough, they may be saved. You are truly saved when you find out that you are a sinner, a beggar in God's sight, with nothing to offer Him for your salvation. As long as you feel that you can do something or pay God for salvation, you can no more be saved than a camel can pass through the eye of a needle. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. There was a rich young man who came to Jesus. Something was missing in his life that no amount of money could buy. Possessions just were not fulfilling and satisfying. When Jesus informed him that his wealth was keeping him from his commitment, the man left sad. I spoke about that yesterday from Matthew 19, 19-22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. It is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Matthew 19, 23-24 The needle of which Jesus speaks is a regular sewing needle, not the little door in a huge city gate. The camel was the largest animal in Palestine. For a camel to go through the eye of a sewing needle was, of course, impossible. That's exactly what Jesus meant to say. For a camel owner to get his huge beast of burden through the eye of a sewing needle was impossible. And for a person to be saved by trusting in his wealth or by paying for it was just as impossible. Now Peter and the other disciples had a problem. Peter, speaking for himself and the others, and greatly astonished, asked, Who then can be saved? Peter reflected the thinking of his time. It was a common view among the Jews that the wealthy were blessed of God. Wealth was God's reward for them here on this earth. If then a very wealthy man, who was evidently highly favored by God, could not be saved, what hope was there for anyone? Salvation or entering the kingdom of heaven or obtaining eternal life was then impossible for anyone. This would leave them out. These disciples had left everything to follow Jesus. They had nothing. They had given it all up. If the rich who were so blessed of God couldn't be saved, then what hope was there for the poor disciples? That was precisely Jesus' point. It is impossible for any human by any human effort or cost to be saved. Salvation cannot be earned, nor can it be bought. One must receive the life of Christ, which alone is fit for eternity. When Peter reminded Jesus that they had left everything to follow him, he also added this, What then will there be for us? Chapter 19, verse 27. That was a mercenary statement on the part of Peter. 
He was still thinking in terms of buying, earning, or in some way deserving God's favor. It's hard to imagine that these disciples, who had been with the Lord for some time now, still thought of salvation in monetary terms. If the rich can't be saved, what's in it for us? At least the rich have the pleasure of their wealth while on earth, but we won't ever be wealthy, and we'll miss even the temporary pleasure of possessions. Well, good question. What's in it for us? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. I believe that Jesus said that here on earth, everything wasn't fair. There are inequities. He didn't criticize Peter for his mercenary statement. He understood. Jesus might have said, yes, Peter, you're right. There are very wealthy people. They can buy what they want while you're poor. It seems as though there is nothing in it for you, Peter. But then Jesus might say, just wait. There is more to existence. This isn't all. There is a consummation and a new world coming, and the blessings you will receive then will far surpass any sacrifice you make now. Just how the twelve disciples will judge the twelve tribes of Israel isn't explained. Perhaps a time of judgment is coming for those who rejected the Messiah through their representatives. Interesting that other New Testament writers refer to believers having a part in judging in the new world order to come. Now Jesus' final words here in Matthew 19, he said, And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or fields will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Clearly, God will never be in debt to anyone. He will always repay far beyond expectations. If you lost your father here because of your faith in Christ, you'll have a hundred there, meaning many, many, many more. I find this idea so often expressed in the Bible. Paul suffered more than anyone. Yet he once wrote to the Corinthians these words, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. He was speaking with tongue-in-cheek. His troubles were not at all light and momentary. He was shipwrecked, hounded from one place to another. He plodded on foot over the roughest terrain. He suffered from hunger and thirst. He was beaten and left for dead and so on and on. But he says the glory that will follow far outweighs these troubles. Peter, you want to know what's in it for you? Just wait. Something so tremendous is ahead that your poverty and trouble here and now will seem like nothing. Don't envy the rich who trust in their possessions. Look ahead to a fabulous future because you trusted me and walked with me, Jesus said. In the dark of the midnight have I oft hid my face While the storm howls above me and there's no 
hiding place mid the crash of the thunder precious lord hear my cry keep me safe till the storm passes by till the storm passes over till the thunder sounds no more till the clouds roll forever from the sky hold me fast let me stand in the hollow of thy hand keep me safe till the storm passes by when the is ended and the storms come no more let me stand in thy presence on that bright peaceful shore in that land where the tempest never comes lord may i dwell with thee when the storm passes by Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast, let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Hold me fast, let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by, till the storm passes new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.